Hi church, my name is Tim Power. I'm one of the pastors here at Salem. We're so excited to be worshiping alongside you today as we begin a brand new sermon series called Ezra, Out of Exile. Now, if you were to open your Bible up about a third of the way through in the Old Testament, we have this book called Ezra. Now, before we get into the book, I want you to think about a word, just one word, home. Maybe even say it out loud, home. Now, just for a minute, let that word sit with you and see what images, emotions, tastes, smells, joys, and traumas come rushing into your mind when you say the word home. Well, the book of Ezra is a story about going home. Specifically, it's the story of the Jewish people going home after spending about 70 years being captives in a foreign land. Ezra is the name of one of the Jewish leaders who helps to turn the hearts of God's exiled children back to the promises of God. It's an amazing story, and if you've ever wondered if God's promises are real, this story is really going to speak to you. Let me set the stage a little. In about 600 BC, the Jewish people were defeated by King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. And a large portion of the population was taken into exile. Now, as tragic as this exile was, it wasn't exactly unexpected. See, a big section of the Old Testament of our Bible is devoted to prophets who were constantly warning the people of Israel that if they didn't repent, and return to worshiping the one true God, they'd be overtaken by their enemies. And, and that's exactly what happened. See, they turned their back on God, they were selfish, they worshiped idols, they oppressed the poor, they rejected justice, and then these prophecies came true. They were defeated and taken into exile. Well, after about 70 years, the Babylonians were defeated by the Persians. And the Persian king, Cyrus, saw these Jewish people in exile and he made a decree that the Jews could return home. So let's pick up that story in chapter one of Ezra. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia's rule, to fulfill the Lord's word spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Persia's King Cyrus. The king issued a proclamation throughout his kingdom. It was also in writing that stated, Persia's king Cyrus says, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. He has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem in Judah. If there are any of you who are from his people, may their God be with them. They may go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem. Now, before we get any further into this, I want to address a question that may be on your mind. Why are we studying Ezra? Why are we studying this little book in the middle of the Old Testament when we could be talking about Jesus? And it's true, Jesus is not mentioned in the book of Ezra. So why should Christians care? Well, we study the whole Bible because we want to see the whole picture of God's plan for his world and for our lives. Now, as Christians, we believe that this big book, the Bible, is constantly pointing us towards the work of Jesus, his life, his death, and his resurrection as a way of rescuing us from our sin and the consequences of our sin. Now, a few years ago, 
I watched the first Iron Man movie with my sons. And after about 30 minutes in, we still haven't seen Iron Man. Just Robert Downey Jr. making a lot of sarcastic comments. And my youngest son said, Dad, where's Iron Man? I thought we were watching Iron Man. And I said, this is Iron Man. And he responds, well, then why isn't Iron Man on screen right now? That's kind of how some Christians respond when we study the Old Testament. Why isn't Jesus on screen right now? Well, the name of Jesus isn't on every page of the Bible, but I do believe that the redemptive message of God's promises are on every page. And I do believe they can be found in this passage in Ezra. So today, I wanna to focus on just one verse of Ezra. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia's rule, to fulfill the Lord's word. I want you to say this out loud, to fulfill the Lord's word. See, from the very start of this story, it's all about God coming through on his promises. At this point in history, the people of Israel were suffering the consequences of turning their back on God and going their own way. Talk about defeated. Talk about being at your lowest point. That's the people of Israel at the beginning of the story of Ezra. Far from home, hopeless, destitute, ashamed of the actions of their past, but see, God's promises are bigger than your past. I wanna say that again, because if you don't get anything else from the message today, I want you to hear this redemptive truth. God's promises are bigger than your past. How do I know that? How do I know that God's promises are bigger than anything in your past? Maybe you think that you're terminally unique, that your past is bigger and badder than anything anyone else has seen. Tim, if only you knew the things that I have done, if only you knew the things that I've been through, you wouldn't say that. Well, despite all that the people of Israel had done, despite their past, God still had a plan for the redemption. God was still calling them home. God was still going to send Ezra to lead the people back to their land and to their God. That's because always, always and forever, God's promises are bigger than your past. You know, the Bible is full of God's promises. In fact, there are 8,810 promises that God makes in Scripture. Now, some of these are promises made to just a specific individual in a specific circumstance. But oftentimes in the Bible, when God makes a promise to his people that reveals his love and his character, then it's a promise that we can hold on to. One of my favorite promises in scripture that I feel like I'm always called back to is Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have in mind for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace, not disaster, to give you a future filled with hope. It's interesting, actually, Jeremiah was one of the prophets mentioned in Ezra. And the book of Ezra shows us God's promises in action. So, over the next few weeks, we're going to get into the story of coming home and living out God's promises. But for today, I just want you to think about something. Think about where you've been and where you're going. See, I know in my life, I've gotten trapped in cycles of sin, you know, 
patterns and loops of behavior. And I start thinking that, of course, what happened yesterday is going to happen again today. I start letting my past dictate my future. But God's promises are bigger than my past. God has plans for me. God has a future filled with hope. Do you believe that? I do because I've seen it happen. A few years ago, I was invited by a pastor friend of mine to visit Healing House in Kansas City. This is a ministry in downtown Kansas City. It was started in 2003 by a former addict and prostitute named Bobby Joe. In fact, they recently made a documentary about Bobby's life. And I want to share just a bit of her story with you right now. There's a lot of hurting people out here. Social workers feel helpless. Case managers are overwhelmed with cases. And then you got the police and you're dealing with a thousand people out here on the streets. There's nobody to help them. But now they see this person, right, who cared enough and was willing to do something. Helping these people is everything to me. She is directly responsible for me being alive. I live and breathe to serve you. Some people think I'm just this rich lady that decided to start helping people. It was nothing like that at all. I couldn't imagine my life without alcohol. Been on the street and left for trash. I lived under the boxcar. I just uh, lost hope, you know? See, when you're out there in the streets, it's a whole different world. It's a miracle that she even made it out of that alive. I became a different person. When her mama passed, her mama gave her a house. And then God said, great job. Now sell it and move to the hood. She said, I bought a house. You got to come see it. I was going to help about 10 women stay sober every year. God had much bigger plans. She's steady buying houses. Steady buying houses. The growth is overwhelming. It's about creating a home-like atmosphere and love and compassion. That's what it's about. When she told me, welcome home, I just knew that it was all going to be OK. Whatever you have a compassion for, that's not a job. That's a call. How on earth did this all happen? Now, Bobby Joe had a past, right? But God's promises were so much bigger. Now she spends her days calling the children of God home. What does this mean for you? It means that no matter where you're coming from, no matter where you are, God has a plan and a purpose for you. God is calling you home. See, the scripture says that we've all fallen short, we've all sinned, but that Jesus has made a way, that Jesus gave up his life on the cross. He took on the consequences of our sin, and when he rose three days later, it changed everything. It means that you don't have to live in your past. You can live and thrive in God's promises. Will you pray with me? Holy God, I thank you that you loved us so much that we can live now not by the past that we're leaving behind, but by the promises of our future in you. I pray that you would transform our hearts today, God. Help us to love the way that you love. Help us to live the way that you lived. Help us to draw people in and call your children home. We pray this in your holy name. Amen.